Good morning, Northwestern. Thank you. That's a little bit better. I don't know how the football team was doing, but last year y'all went to the playoffs and I was at the game and some Northwestern fans were in the stands and y'all was making some noise. So hopefully um, we can have a good time today. I just want to say thank you to Brother Justin who has, has helped me through this process and um, I'm a little nervous right now, so I may be rambling, but just bear with me because we're going to get this together. I asked my son, Joshua, uh, you know, I said, I'm coming to do chapel. I said, do I have to be all academic and stuff? Or can I be myself? And he said, he said Dad, would you please be yourself? <laughs> so, for all you academiacs out there, um, you know, when you come here and you come to an institution like this, you want to cross your T's and dot your I's, and you want to make sure your hermeneutics are correct, and you want to make sure your exegesis is correct. But I want to tell y'all, I might use some double negatives like ain't no in my, um, I may say show enough. And I want y'all to understand I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but sometimes that's how I communicate when I'm in desperate times. And I believe we're living in desperate times right now, and I think we have to be sold out for Christ. And how, whatever that looks like, I think it's important that we do that. So, um, again, thank you all for being here. We're going to get straight to this word. I'm going to go to Exodus chapter 33, and I'm going to read, I'm going to start reading at verse 12, Exodus chapter 33, and I'm going to start reading at verse 12, and it reads, Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. If you are pleased with me, teach me your way so I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this, is the nation, this nation is your people. The Lord replied, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, if your presence does not go with me, do not send us up here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else would distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. Then Moses said, now show me your glory. Let us pray. Gracious Father, I thank you for a chance to speak to Northwestern University. And I pray now that you anoint me afresh. So let me get out of the way, all these nerves, all this stuff that's going on. Empower me now that I may speak a word to your people. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. Brother Justin told me that the, that the title of the theme of the week is Worshipful Work. And so I like to look up definitions. And so uh, I guess worshipful, worshipful means an activity involving mental or physical effort done in order to achieve a purpose or a result. Actually, that's work. And worshipful means an expression of worship, giving or expressing some worship. And I thought about those terms, worshipful, worshipful work. And a song came to my mind. Can I sing it for you? Can I sing a couple verses of this song for you? And the song goes like this. You gave me my hand to reach out to man to show him your love. And your perfect plan, you gave me my ear. I can hear your voice so clear. 
I can hear the cries of sinners, but can I wipe away their tears? You gave me my voice to speak your word, to sing all your praises to those who never heard. But with my eyes, I see a need for more availability. I see hearts that have been broken, so many people to be free. And here it is, Lord, I'm available to you. My will I give to you to do as you say to use me, Lord, to show someone the way and enable them to say, my storage is empty and I am available to you. So y'all might be wondering, okay, what does that have to do with Moses? What are you talking about? That song, I'm available to you, and you're talking about worshipful work. When you do worshipful work, I believe you give God everything you got. You give him your eyes, your ears, your hands, your voice, everything you got, you give to him because he's in need of it. And I'm sure you all learn in your classes because I know there's a huge thrust because we're making leaders and we're making professional leaders and we want you all to be strong. We want you all to be able to have an effect on this world. And so as you're giving yourself, you got to make yourself available. But you have to empty yourself out. I remember coming here, I thought about why in the world did they let me come? Who am I? What did I do? And you know what God told me? There you go again, thinking too much of yourself. You're nothing. I'm the one who gives the increase. I'm the one that empowers you. I'm the one. I need the glory. And so for a title real quick, can you all say, show me your glory? They said I got to stay on this podium because there's no light. But y'all got to talk back to me. I come from a tradition that you talk back to the preacher. Amen. I want y'all to say, I want you to say it with some conviction. Say, Lord, Lord. Show, me your glory. show me your glory. Oh, man, I don't even know if y'all really mean that, but we'll keep on going. Here we have in the text that I read, Moses and God are having a conversation. And if you think about it, in Exodus chapter 3, Moses is called. In Exodus chapter 14, if I remember right, they're delivered over the Red Sea. In Exodus chapter 32, the children of Israel build a golden calf. And in 32, Moses gets mad, and he comes down from Mount Sinai, and he breaks the tablets. He, he, he crushes the gold calf. He sprinkles it in some water and he made the children of Israel drink it. So I believe he was salty. I believe he was mad. He was upset. He was upset because how in the world are these children doing this and they know better and we're trying to get to the promised land. So now in chapter 33, they're having a conversation. And Moses is trying to figure out what in the world is going on. So he wanted to know, if you read up earlier, I started at verse 12, but he wanted to know, God, what are your intentions for us? And he also wanted to know, God, will you stay with us? Because Moses realized that if God ever left him, they were going to be in some trouble. Have y'all ever felt like if God left you, you was going to be in some trouble? Oh, man. Y'all don't talk back. Well, let me keep on preaching this thing. 
How many of you all have ever had a conversation with God when he was angry at you? Well, let me tell you, I have. Because sometimes we don't do all the things we're supposed to do in our worshipful worship, our, wor our worshipful work. And so he has to get on us. And so as Moses is talking to him, he's trying to figure out what's going on. And God is trying to help him understand, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of frustrated with you all. But his last question, he says, show me your glory. And can I, can I help you understand from a theological standpoint, I know we can't look at God. And I know Moses can't see God with his eyes because we know he, he couldn't handle that glory. But I don't think he was talking about physically seeing God. I believe he was talking about the presence of God being with him. And how many of you all know that when you have the presence of God with you and you bring him with you, you can do some worshipful work. Yeah. I am so tired yeah. of people trying to do godly things and they're not bringing the presence of God with them. Now. now, we all can say that this world is in an uproar. We can, I can talk about many, many, many things that I choose not to because I want us to get a personal idea of how God works on the inside of us. You're talking about doing worshipful work. Moses was trying to take his people to the promised land, but he's saying, God, show me your glory. And what does his glory look like? I believe we are able to walk into environments and change environments because of our very presence. Can I tell y'all what was going on in my mind when I was praying for this chapel today? God said somebody's in this house that's on the verge of committing suicide. Somebody in here. Since y'all don't want to talk, let me talk. So I, let me come to your address. Somebody's in here struggling. It's somebody in here that is worrying about their parents. And God told me to tell you, your parents are going to be just fine. I don't know who you are. I don't know how many people. It's a lot of people in here. But God said, show. We say, show me your glory, Lord. We're saying, God, I am available to you. And I will do whatever it takes. I am willing to be sold out for you. I'm willing to do whatever you say do. I can even make you do some crazy things. I was trying to prepare for this sermon talking about show me your glory. And y'all, I know I don't look like it, but I was a basketball player once upon a time. <laughs> and I'm trying to get back in shape. And so as I was, I've been trying to play ball early in the morning with some guys I don't even know. And I, can, and I can't move because I got arthritis in both my knees, but they let me play. God said, do you really want to see my glory? He said, why don't you gather them up the next time and you hold hands and you pray with them? And y'all know what I said to God? Are you crazy? You want me to go and hold some hands in the middle of this court and pray with some guys? He said, do you really want to see my glory? Now y'all might be saying, oh, that's nothing to pray for somebody. But he's kind of, he's trying to empower some of you all to do some crazy things. And those of you who are wondering, yes, I did do it. I was scared. I don't know what has happened with it yet because nobody said anything. But God said, because of your obedience, I'm going to show somebody my glory. And so as Moses is talking about showing his glory, asking God to show him his glory, he's trusting because there's a track record of Jesus and of God being able to do what he said he's going to do. He said in the text that he's going to let them go to the promised land. And he said his presence will be with them, just like it is with us. His presence is with us. 
Are we tapped in? Do we want to tap in? Do we come to chapel just to come to chapel? Or do we come to be transformed? You all have in your mission that you want chapel to be transformational. I believe God wants to do a, a great work at Northwestern. He's not done. He wants some of us to step up, but some of you all are scared to step up. You're scared of what they're going to say. Or I don't have the credentials. I don't have the pedigree. Get out of that. You just said you made a declaration. You really didn't know what you were saying. But when you say, show me your glory, Lord, you're saying, I'm willing to be the instrument that's willing to be used by you. I'm willing to talk to the people who nobody's talking to. I'm willing to go. I'm even willing to go and talk to the teachers. How many of you all know that teachers need to be prayed for and ministered to as well? quiet house. If I was in my church, I would say, y'all sure are looking at me funny. <laughs> I am. That's what I would say. But since I'm not in my church, I won't say that. I'll say this. I'll say this. In psychology, we have a term called cognitive reframing. And what a cognitive reframing is, is you look at all the things that you do and you look at the, um, look at the outcomes that you get from the behaviors that you all are doing. And I usually don't do stuff like this, but I will since I'm out here. How many of you all are satisfied with your spiritual life? If you're satisfied with it, raise your hand. Now listen, y'all, for real. Somebody got to be satisfied. I don't see not one hand went up. If y'all not satisfied, then what needs to happen for us to be satisfied with our spiritual life? Yeah, I hear some of y'all saying, well, we can never be satisfied with our spiritual life because we're always progressing and we're never perfected till we get to heaven. I got that. <laughs> but I believe that God wants to see some manifestations of his presence. I say, God, I want you to bombard Northwestern today. Hopefully I brought enough anointing up in here to pray for somebody that they will leave different than how they came up in here. At the end of this chapel, and I think it's almost over, the time, my God. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have a chance. I want to pray with somebody today. And if I can really see, because these lights are really bright, and I really can't see y'all faces all that clear. But I would call some of y'all out, but I won't because of, I don't want to embarrass you. But I, don't, I trust the God that's on the inside of me. Moses said, show me your glory. He said it with some conviction. He said it and he meant it from the bottom of his heart. He didn't make it to the promised land, but Joshua took him to the promised land. God kept his promise. I believe there's some people up in here that feels like they're underachieving and they don't know what to do. I tell you what, ask God to show his glory to you so your worshipful work will be building God's kingdom. Sometimes it's good to be quiet and just let stuff permeate. That is soak in. Who this black dude think he coming up in here talking to us like he all that? I'm not all that, y'all. Because to really be honest, I was so scared to get up on this stage, I didn't know what to do. But I'm getting my win now. Now it's time to go. But now I'm feeling myself. Now I'm ready to go. It's time to get out. If that's okay, maybe God will make it so I'll be able to come back. But you all, it's time for us to ask God to show us 
his glory. And I believe his glory is manifested in our obedience to him. As we go and do the things he's called us to do. We got so many different majors. Y'all are majoring in so many different things here. And you're so many fields that you're getting ready to go into. God needs his presence not only in the church, but he needs it in the workplace. He needs it to all these places you are getting ready to graduate and get you a good paying job. But hopefully you bring his presence to your job. You bring his presence to that company who is doing ungodly things. You bring his presence to that social service agency that's getting over on clients and not doing what they need to do. You bring his presence in there so you can change the dynamic so they can see who God is. That's what Northwestern is about. That's what about building leaders. Is that true? You off mission says, St. Paul, Northwestern and St. Paul exist to provide Christ-centered higher education, equipping students to grow intellectually and spiritually, to serve effectively in their professions, and to give God-honoring leadership in the home, church, community, and world. So that means we got a lot of places that we have to serve, and we have to be available. Moses was available. Even in his anger, he still found favor with God. And God still used him, even when he gave all the excuses in the world. So can we quit giving excuses and get busy and do some worshipful work? Let me pray. As I pr- I'm praying a dismissal prayer. And then if you want to come up for prayer, I got a couple of people from my prayer team that are here. We would like to pray for you. That girl right there, dude with the baseball hat, you right there, just you, you do like this, do like this. Girl behind you, I, I want to pray for you, okay? You hear me? Yes, you, you, yes. I'm sorry, I had to do that one. I got to be obedient. Let me pray. Thank y'all for being attentive. I hope something was said that will help you. If you want prayer, please come. Let us thank you, praise and worship team. Y'all did amazing. Let's pray. God, I thank you for a chance to talk to these young people. God, I ask that your word fall on good ground, that it may germinate and and take root, and that you will do something new in somebody's life. I thank you for a chance to get higher education. And I ask that you bless them in their studies, that you bless their professors as they teach them, bless the relationships, bless all the things that go on on this campus, that it may be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.